I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So I've been, uh, I got a, a message from, from Scott. And I didn't realize that the uh, Motor Sister was out already. Mm-hmm. So it had just come out in the last couple of weeks. So I downloaded it and it's just a great album. So I've, I've been, you know, playing bits and pieces for you guys on the show, but it's just so much great stuff on it, man. Everything uh, from straight up like... One million miles like this. It's just speeding ticket material, man. Stuff like that can't get high enough. Amazing song, uh, sooner or later, which is straight. Then Lizzie meets Tom Petty, mm-hmm. and uh, and that, like Times Up, which is classic Kiss from the Destroyer record. It's just a great, big, fun, stinky rock and roll record, man. And uh, Scott's got a million things going. This is just one of about a thousand different things. Born December 31st in Queens, New York, in 1981. He founded a band that would become known alongside such bands as Metallica, Slayer and Megadeth as one of the founding fathers of thrash metal. That band is Anthrax. but worked on a new album and preparing to hit the road playing the Midland Theater on August 2nd but meanwhile his other band Motor Sister has released a killer new album Get Off and are set to play the Welcome to Rockville Festival in Daytona this Sunday please welcome longtime friend of the show Scott Ian doing scott hey man <laughs> hey man dude what a great what a fun big smelly rock and roll record yeah it's 
that's what it is. <laughs> Dude, it's just it's perfect. It's summertime. It's 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 riding a motorcycle. It's drinking beer. It's 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 just it's exactly what I needed. Yeah, you know, it's I, I just thought of you one day when uh, uh, you know we started doing press for the album and all that, and I was like, you know, Johnny Dare would love this record. I just. I, I, he's one of the people that will absolutely get what this record is, and that, that's why I was like, I, I gotta send him this record, dude. It's so good, like, and it's you know because I've been going through, it, and of course, then you start breaking it down because you know, like you, you know, I grew up a, a music nerd. You you want to know about stuff, and then you start to hear influences, and that's one of the things I've always loved about when all your side projects, especially, is like you wear your influences literally on your sleeve or your leg. It's ACDC, it's Kiss, it's right, it's these big. Big sounds, you know, and just because it's so fantastic to hear that that homage, you know, in little ways, like uh, on "Times Up." I mean, if that if that's not that, that Kiss wishes they wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, we said we should we should uh, we should license it to them. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. It's just fun, and and you are right. Sooner or later, has got such a great feel to it. It's it is a really that song. It may actually it could hit it radio. Yeah, I, that, you know, I I had this daydream of uh, kind of that's how uh, you know that's how it happened for Rush a million years ago. You know, one station started playing what Working Man in Cleveland yeah. or something. Yeah, and and that's how it started. That's all it takes. So you know, it's in your hands. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, I've been definitely been showing it love. Awesome. Hey, so for you guys who don't know, uh, the the band is called Motor Sister. The album just came out. Get off. And uh, it's it's you and and Pearl is in the band and uh, and uh, Tempesta from Zombie is in the band and uh, yeah. and uh, oh god damn it I'm sorry man I've, I've the bass uh, who's who's playing bass Joey Joey Vera from Armored Saint from Armored yeah yes and then Jim Wilson who's also singing and playing guitar who th- that's where the whole thing comes from he, Jim had a band called Mother Superior fantastic in the 90s and the early 2000s that. Um, I was a huge fan of, and long story short, we we became friends. He started working with Pearl in the early 2000s with her solo stuff, and, but his band had broken up, and for my 50th birthday a few years back, um, my birthday present to myself, essentially, was I put a band together to play a concert of Motor Sister songs at our house because his band had broken up. We hadn't been able to hear these songs played in years and uh, and that's what I wanted. And we did it with Jim in the band, with the guy who was part of Mother Superior. So, um, and then that's how, that was the first Motor Sister record. Uh, Tracy Vera from Metal Blade was at the show that we did at our house, and she said, "If you guys want to record this, I'll put it out." And so we put out that record in 2015. It was called Ride, and then uh, which was all just Mother Superior covers. Yeah. And then a couple a couple of years ago, you know, because we're all friends, the five of us are super close, and. Uh, Jim hit me up, uh, you know, an email saying, hey, I've got some riffs I think would be great for a a new Motor Sister. And and that was kind of the catalyst back in, like, 2018. We just on and off, we started jamming again whenever we could and uh, whenever we'd be in town at the same time. And, um, uh, and, yeah, and then the new record came out of that. Dude, and it's got all all the things I love about, uh, you know, bands. I, I don't know. Because I'll pick the lyrics apart. Like, I don't know who it was for Excuse Me, Your Life is Exposed, but I, I feel like someone's getting their ass kicked because then it goes into Bruise It or Lose It. And those lyrics are too direct and very clear to not to just be made up out of the uh, out of an idea. Yeah, a lot of this record is it was 
you know, Jim went through a terrible breakup. <laughs> and yeah. So I think you can hear that if uh, as you as you go. Pearl did write lyrics on the record too, but also I think in very much similar the similar vein to where Jim was coming from in, in, in a lot of these songs. Um, it's definitely. Um, you could you could hear the breakup on yeah. this album, no doubt. <laughs> no, and I love that part of that because we've all gone through terrible breakups. We've all been yeah. angry at the way it played out, and so you know stuff like that. I, I listened to those years, and again, I I did the nerd thing. I put it on a set of clip speakers in my house, uh, then some KRKs, then I put it on the motorcycle. I took it out on the street glide for a while, and then in the Jeep. So I've experienced it through like four or five different ways, and it's just awesome. it's just fantastic, dude. And and this is just one thing. And then I went back and. T- if you're just joining the show, the great legend, Scott Ian. Uh, Mr. Bungle, you guys did that a couple years ago. The album came out. That is ridiculously good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we got that one in right under the wire, right before lockdown. Uh, both of these records were done. I think we finished, uh, Bungle was done um, in like February of 20 or something. And then, uh, and then we did uh, this Motor Sister Literally, we were in the middle of recording guitars when uh, the night before L.A. went on lockdown. So we we were like the we left the studio. I went to I went to a supermarket, spent eight hundred dollars on canned soup and beans. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not, I remember. I, yeah, I'm not even kidding. I mean, yeah, I remember you know, who knew what was going to happen. And uh, and uh, went home, and then a year later, we went back in the studio and finished the Motor Sister record. <laughs> and, and what's crazy is none of the Mr. Bungle doesn't sound like Anthrax, doesn't sound like Motor Sister, you know, doesn't sound like the damned things. None of these projects ever sound. I mean, there's a common thread, but but they're very different. And you know, this is to me when I when I watch guys do this because listen, just being an Anthrax is an exhausting. All day, every day, wonderful thing. But it is, it is, you know, it's a big machine that you know to be a part of. You don't, you think about putting out another Motor Sister record, and you guys are back to Rockville. You just, uh, you're playing. Did you already play? Or are you playing this weekend? Well, playing on Sunday. Playing on Sunday, yeah, because I saw that you were on the bill uh, with Hailstorm. Right. And uh, and you always do this, and this is just, I think, it, it, is, it can only be out of love because this is not for money. This is not for more fame. Jesus Christ, you've written two books. Eight Grammy nominations. You're playing the biggest <laughs> festival in America. I'm like, this is because you love doing it. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's true. And it's really the only reason to do it is if you're having fun. Um, even in the earliest days, if, if it wasn't for me, it, if it wasn't fun to pick up my guitar and play it with, with my band, um, then I would have had to have found something else to, to do in life. Because really, it's, it's the only goal I ever had was to find a job that I wanted to do. Uh, you know, I didn't want to spend my life doing something I hated. That, that you know, I knew yeah. that early on. Lucky me too. For me, play, playing guitar was <laughs> was what I wanted to do, and I was able to make that happen. And uh, But, yeah, you know, for me, Motor Sister, uh, it's, I get to hang out with my friends. You know, obviously Pearl and then Johnny and Jim and Joey, all great friends of mine. So the fact that we get to hang out is amazing. And then we get to go and make music together, which makes it even more incredible. We've never played a festival. We've played, I don't know, 15 shows total, if that, in our, you know, in the last seven years. So anytime we get to play, it's really a rare and special and, and fun thing to get to do. So I, I will certainly make the time if, if we're able to do that. 
Well, you think about it, and, and and I know it's easy for somebody if they're not a musician to think, oh, well, he's he's such an accomplished you know musician that it must be easy, but it's not. It's this is not Anthrax. This is not a, a, a Mr. Bungle. This is its own entity with different players, a different chemistry, and I bet it's, I imagine it's fantastic to get those butterflies again, to go like, okay, uh, we all know the songs, right? Like, we're all 100% in this, like, because you don't, you don't have the stage banter that's exact. You don't have the, this is exactly the pacing of the concert, of the show itself. It's gonna, it's gotta find itself. The hundred, yeah, you're 100% right. We, we don't have any of that yet. It's, um, it's not, to use what you said, it's not, it's not a well-oiled machine yet. Yeah. Um, we, we played the whiskey in LA the other night, uh, uh, when, uh, the night the album came out and, uh, or, or the weekend the album came out and, um, yeah, we, you know, we're playing a full headline set and it's like, we just get up there and do our thing, you know? And like, you hope, <laughs> you hope people connect with it and, and hopefully at some point we will be able to go out and play more than one night in a row and actually start <laughs> coming. Yeah. You know, right. we've never. I don't know that we've ever done two shows in a row. So, um, yeah, it, it would be nice to have the opportunity to get to do that, you know, sometime. But as it is, yeah, on Sunday, you know, we're playing 30 minutes at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping there's a crowd there, you know, because yeah. it's still kind of early in the day and, and, uh, and it's the last day of the weekend. So, uh, you know, I'm just. I'm just like praying that some people show up. <laughs> isn't isn't that a crazy place to be when you consider your your place in metal in in the big four? When, you know, when you think Megadeth and Slayer and Metallica and Anthrax, and you, and you think about the size of the shows that you have played, then to have another project where you get right back to the beginning again, and you go, man, I just want there to be somebody there. I just want to, you know, it's it's good. I think it's the best way to live your life because it means you're moving forward. It means you're still trying. It means you're not just, you know, just just a part of of, of what's already. It's it's the, it's, it's challenging the yourself. For, yeah, I, and I, I I'm never afraid. I'm never afraid of any of that because, again, to, to take it back to the beginning of this, I, I, I only do it if I'm having fun. And, uh, of course, I want people to be there because it's going to make it more fun. But if we, if the five of us are on stage at 3 o'clock on Sunday, Daytona, playing to an empty field, I'm still going to get to look over at the rest of them and, and bang my head and have a smile on my face because I'm playing these songs that I never get to play. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a blast no matter what. And this is what a life because, it, it, and we'll go back. I, I do want to touch a little bit about your early life just because I went back and I was rereading I Am The Man again. But but I did think about where you are now with this incredible wife with beautiful, just a wonderful human being. She's come in the studio a couple of times, Pearl, a day. And your son, Revel, and he is like, you think about this. He's 11 and he's already got his own band, Honeybee, that just played the uh, whiskey. Yes. How <laughs> yeah. crazy is this? Yeah, and they did they did great. They yeah. was, they really did great. They went over great. It was like their first kind of real show. I mean, like well, they played shows a, a lot around LA, but this was like the I would say the first real venue. And uh um and uh yeah, it uh it's it's amazing. It, 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 we're just surrounded by music and you know, that couldn't make me happier, honestly. It's No, um, man, it's wonderful. It, it's awesome. Hey, dude, and and you think that you, if you and, and for late for whatever, because losing my father this year and losing my friend Richard Marcinko and, and our, our dear dear friend Mr. Bob Saget, so close together, and and I know and my condolences for your father in law for me. Uh, he was wonderful too. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, sorry, and I'm sorry for your your loss, man. I'm, 
really. Yeah, well, I just what it, what my I wanted to say is just I've really uh, spent a lot of time thinking about everybody who put their hand on my back, everybody who who was really cool uh, from a very young age and helps you get to where you want to be. Like you don't know it at the time necessarily how very important it is, but in hindsight, you can really see the pivotal moment in your life. And I was reading through the book. It was uh, Dr. Rice, I think, for you. Your mom was not having. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. That, wow. That's a good pull. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, but this guy, your mom, and and I understand it. Moms are like, stop with the music, get with the, you know, get with the the normal life. Come on, that's the only way you can be successful. Go normal, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's some serious detail right there. Um, yeah, this was probably when I was around. I'm gonna say senior in high school, probably. And uh, my mom, she, yeah, she just I, she wanted me like in have a curfew, you know, I want you home by nine o'clock and I want this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I, you got to go get a job and, yeah. and all this. And, you know, all the things that a mom, I should say, I guess. Right. And, right. Uh, but I'm like, no, I'm, I'm jamming. I'm rehearsing. I'm doing this. And she didn't get it. Like to what end, you know, what, what to what end is that going to be? You know, know what you, who are you to say, think you're going to make it in a band and all that. And right. I'm like, well, I got to try anyway. She, so, we were constantly at odds with each other, and, and uh, so she she trucked me off to see her her therapist, and basically to have a therapy session with me. And uh, so she left the room, and then I talked to him for about forty minutes. And uh, you know, he asked me all kinds of questions about school and my grades, and you know, uh, and then he called my mom back in, and and he said to her, Barbara, I I don't I don't see the problem with Scott getting to do what he wants to do. It, it doesn't affect his grades, you know, does it? And she said, no, he, he's an A student. And he goes, okay, so until it affects his grades, you really have, you don't have a leg to stand on here. You, there's nothing you could say to him. Uh, let so him great. stay out late. Let him do what he wants. And if it changes uh, his schoolwork, uh, then then you, you guys have something to talk about. But until then, uh, you know, it seems like he's working very hard at what he wants to do. And I just was like staring at my mother with a, I wasn't being a jerk about it, but I was, you know, I was yeah, right. definitely staring at my mother with a big smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, man, because that, it wouldn't have stopped you from loving music, but it would have made it a lot more difficult. And you never know how the roads wind and turn and, and without that. And you just think that guy could have dicked you. He could have run the game on you because your mom and he are adults and you're not an adult yet. And all right, wink, wink. We both know he can't possibly make it. And right. da, 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 so I'll tell him this. But instead, he saw it. He was honest. He was a stand-up cat. And he, and he, and he really took a look. And, and I just think, man, there's those moments in our lives where you meet people and they put their hand on your back and it really does help you move forward, man, the little stuff. Hundred, a hundred percent. It was, it was definitely a, it was definitely like a pivotal moment. But although I will say, <laughs> if you you read a little bit further in the book, yep. you'll see how after I after I graduated high school and I started college, and about halfway, you know, three months into college, right, uh, I stopped going because <laughs> yeah. I, I would yeah. go to school in the morning and then go to work for my dad, and then I stopped going because I wanted to work full time so I could make more money to buy equipment and. Right. Uh, I didn't tell my mom basically for six, seven months or whatever it was. And then when my dad was like, you need to tell your mother, my parents were divorced. And he's like, you need to tell your mother you stopped going to school. And, 
And so I went home that night and I told her and she threw me out of the house and I, I moved in with my dad for the next 10 months. <laughs> right. Exactly. Dude, it was, it's tough. By the way, do you think Dr. Rice knows? Did you ever go back and go, hey, just so you know, it worked out? You know, I'd have to ask my mom that um, if she, you know, because I mean, that was like so, sure. the band from that point, uh, I graduated high school. No, I mean, the band, the first album came out in 84, so maybe. I mean, it was only a few years, four years later, maybe, from that therapy session, so, That's you know, crazy. maybe she was still in touch with him, I'm not sure. Dude, it is amazing to think about, you know, the first Anthrax record came out four years after that pivotal moment, How it, it, now that seems like a long time, but now as we get a little distance on ourselves, we you realize it's a blink. And you think, man, that's you were making up some road. I mean, you guys came together, and it happened for you guys. And uh, you know, it's, it's stuff that people don't even know, like putting out something like "I Am the Man" and not and thinking it's a joke. It's funny. You did it with the Beastie Boys, which I didn't know till I read that. And then you had to, and then you guys did your own version of it. And Ad Rock, it was before License to Ill even hit. Yeah, well, no, they they were never on it. We we talked to them oh. about being on it. Like we were like we we. We've got this idea, and we've got this track, and we want you guys to rap on it. And they were down to do it. And then when we went away to Florida to record Among the Living, that that song was recorded in those same sessions in 86. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we we put the vocals down. Me and Charlie and Frankie did our parts. And uh, basically with the idea that these would be the scratch vocals to give the Beastie Boys an idea of how it should go. And then we just ended up liking what we did so much that we kept it. And and then we didn't see those guys again for a while. License to Ill had come out now at that point, and they had blown up. And I remember bumping into them. Charlie and I, I think, bumped into them at, at the Garden. I don't remember what show it was. But I remember seeing those guys and like, yo, whatever happened to that rap record? And uh, we're like, oh, we did it. And it's not like they were bummed or anything they were they were fine <laughs> yeah they did okay <laughs> they weren't on it they, yeah. were, they were doing just fine <laughs> so it, and then you get to donnington you know which is now the download festival and eighty thousand sons of bitches and i actually got to go to donnington once and it is a site that i only had seen in rip magazine or circus magazine and i walked up on that stage from behind and and looked out at that crowd and the castles over to the left and that eighty thousand hundred thousand person crowd it's the goddamnedest thing you'll ever see. Yeah, especially when you never played a festival before, right. and that was our first ever rock festival. So you know, and at that time we were on tour that summer of '87 for Among the Living. The Among the yeah. Living tour started in May of '87, so we were out playing clubs in America. Um, you know, the, let's say the biggest crowds we were playing to at that point were like a fifteen hundred capacity club or something. And then we flew over in the middle of that to uh, to go do um, Donington, and suddenly you're standing on stage, and there's eighty thousand people. And the bill that day for us, because that's when festivals were only one day back then, and uh, so it, from from first band to last, it went uh, Cinderella, Wasp, Anthrax, Metallica, Dio, and then Bon Jovi was the headliner, and uh, it was just. It was incredible. You know, we were like, what's it going to be like with, if Bon Jovi's the headliner? What are, they, what are his fans going to think of us? Right. But it, it, it wasn't even the case at that time in England. If you were a hard rock or metal fan, you were pretty much into everything. It wasn't, it wasn't as specific. It wasn't as categorized and genreized right. and all that. 
back then. Um, it was, it was, it's still, yeah. But the, God forbid they maybe, don't like you because then they throw urine at you. Well, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> they throw bottles of piss at you, but lucky for us, that didn't happen that right. day. <laughs> Dude, it's just so much fun to see this, the, you know, the anniversary of Among and, 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 you know, you guys are rolling into Kansas City uh, with BLS, which I'm such a Zach Wild fan through and through because I was lucky enough to meet him when he did Pride and Glory. And uh, and really spend time talking to him. He's just a real guy. You know, it's it's easy to see why you and he would get along fantastically. You're the same part of the world, same mentality, same same world. You know, and he's just a, a goddamn Viking, and he lives well. Like he smiles and he plays and he loves and he just he's a musical truth. I mean, he's he's as real as rain. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and uh, we, you know, we played. Look, obviously, we've been friends forever. We met Zach. We were opening for Ozzy in 1988 yep. on, on Zach's first tour with Ozzy. Um, like, I mean, we've known him forever. And, uh, and we've played festivals, you know, here and there around the planet, but we've never actually toured together, which is just, like, crazy uh, to me that that's never happened. Because, yeah, it, you know, the bands are distinctly different-sounding bands, Anthrax and BLS, sure. but we're definitely under that same umbrella, which is heavy as F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, you know, and that's and that's what matters. And then we saw it firsthand when uh, we played Sturgis together last year on the same stage, back to back. BLS played, and then Anthrax played, and it just worked so well. It, you know, even in front of, which is something we had never done before, was get on that Sturgis stage. And the, right. Of course, I'm sure you know it. The song ends, and then everyone starts revving their motorcycles. <laughs> I know but, it's the strangest I, phenomena. I, I know, but I, I for me. That was to me. That's the most metal thing I have ever experienced. That's so great! That's so great. It was so metal. I didn't want them to stop. It was like the sound of it was so intense. And uh, and uh, but yeah, it just worked. The bands back to back worked so well, and they thought so too because their manager called our manager and said, "Hey, we should do something together. What are you guys doing? You know, next year, let's put something together." And that that was the beginning of you know, putting together this, this tour that, that starts in July. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited uh, for it. You know, dude, nobody's ever caught that live uh, response from the audience in Sturgis with the, with the motorcycles revving as, as applause. That might be worth shooting something of some sort, not necessarily maybe a whole length thing, but, man, nobody's ever caught that, I just realized. I've never heard that recorded correctly where a band was playing live and the response was there. That, that might be something fantastic to do. It would be. It would be interesting to see if you can capture that yeah. sound so yeah. that someone, at, I mean, certainly if someone's watching that on their phone, they're not going right. to feel it. You right. know, they're not going to feel a, a 150 bikes, you know, revving like that because I mean, it, it literally shakes the stage. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I hear you. That would be something amazing to capture. The new Motor Sister record is incredible. It's called... Uh, get off and guys you got to get it i mean i'm telling you you just go buy it if you like big rock and roll you, i mean it's just it's got everything to it uh it's fun it's just a great big fun if you like acdc if you like kiss if you like motorhead you know it, it's just it it's just thin lizzie it just go if you it, it's just a, a great fun album motor sister it's available everywhere uh you can go to the website wait for anthrax here in kansas city uh and then it, go hell go find the mr bungle and for that matter go find the damn things if you can but uh, thank you, dude. It's always thank great you. to talk to you and get caught up, man. I'm just I'm proud for you on this album. It's a it's a really really cool record. 
Right on. Thanks, Johnny. And I can't wait. If not before, I hope I hope we see you in Kansas City. Oh, certainly. I'll be there, man. All right. Hold on a second. The great Scotty and the fantastic legend. Scotty. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.